Welcome to Night 2, WrestleMania Night 2 Review, a special episode of the Kick Out Podcast. I go by the name of Skillet. I'm Tay. And my name is Mex. And I'm back. I'm back in sunny London, actually. I didn't think it would be actually this nice, actually, how far I'll be back to some cold weather. I came back yesterday and I am tired. But um, we'll get into WrestleMania night two but before we do that um did you guys capture nxt 2.0 because i i didn't see it stand and deliver yes stand and deliver oh sorry yes it's nxt (laughs) (laughs) i'm still tired nxt stand and deliver yeah is it good decent decent show we are very far off the takeovers and stuff that we used to get um very very far off that but a good show like it's, it was like an NXT 2.0 episode on steroids, I guess, in a, in a, in a, what was it, American, what's the um, arena you guys are in? American Airlines Arena. American yeah. Airlines Arena. So, yeah, it, it was it was good. Um, Cameron Grimes won the North American Championship. Um, Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, won the Women's Tag. That, that was really the biggest changes that happened. So, basically, when... Big up to DJ Ace. He won't be joining us today. He's on a flight to Italy as we speak. Um, When we arrived, so the junket was, we were supposed to get to watch NXT stand and deliver and whatnot, but we was like, I don't know what it was. We arrived on the Thursday. We went Wale Mania Thursday night. Then we had to wake up really early to do the press interviews. And then after the press interviews, we got to see Hall of Fame and SmackDown. And then I think I went out after that. I I think I did. I can't remember. And then on the Saturday, it was really early to watch NXT Stand and Deliver. It was like 12 p.m. during the day. And we knew that if we want to watch that, then we have to go and watch uh, <laughs> WrestleMania that same day. And it was just, it just would have been a real long day. But big up to all the press people like Alex McCarthy, Alistair. Uh, there's so many people I'm, I'm forgetting to mention. Um, they, were, they were there. They went to see it. But um, it looked like, it looked cool. It looked, it looked quite good. It looked quite fun. It was. I think that's the that's the best way to evaluate it. It was yeah. fun. Like, was it a takeover? Hell no. But Do you, what what would you say is the best match? Maybe the ladder I, match. I watched the ladder match. I actually did see the ladder match. That was pretty good. And um, and I watched the I main think, event. But I don't think it, it wasn't very memorable. That's that's what I will say. It's... Yeah, yeah, that's right. It wasn't. Um... I'm struggling to remember. I know there was another match I liked on that card, but um, I think definitely the ladder match was good. Gunter and LA Knight was was, was all right. Mm. Gunter won, right? Yeah. And the and MSK won the tag tag team titles. Yeah. yeah. But then we heard some sad news about Nash Carter. Yep. Um, so he's now been released. Correct. Yeah. Wow. So that's so okay. And um remind me who won the ladder match again? Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes won the ladder match. Okay. So it, it, does that give him a title shot? No, he he it was for the North American Championship. Oh, so he's now yeah, he's now the champion. But I think it only means good things for Carmelo Hayes that you know he's surely gonna move on to the NXT title because he is very, very good. Well, here's the thing. So Ace and I we went Wale Mania on Thursday 
And I'm gonna I'm gonna be real with you guys. <laughs> I'm gonna be real. It's not uh for what I saw, I think what happened was I think what happened, I think what happened at Wiley Menu this year. I feel like when we got there, loads of WWE talent got there before us, right? Mm-hmm. So apparently Street Profits was there before us. Apparently, um, I think New Day might have been there. A few acts was there. But when we got there, they weren't there. They wasn't there. There was nowhere to be seen. And what I heard was they were supposed to be there for the, the you know, the duration of Wiley Mania. Maybe go at their own time. You know yeah. what I mean? But apparently uh, an emergency meeting was called. And and all the WWE talent had to go to this meeting. So, so and they, I think they were scheduled to do like some sort of like fan interaction, some little interviews. Obviously, I know Street Profits came on stage and did a little dance and a jig, but I think like more was supposed to happen with them and they got moved away. So what happened? What the time Ace and I and James Dilo and, and big up my boy Sam, by the time we got there, it just felt like a lot of stalling was happening. And like, okay. and like, and so the guys like, big up to Emilio Sparks, like a lot of the guys that was hosting the event were just like doing anything. There was like, there was Scott Hall impressions. <laughs> they were like, they were asking women to twerk on stage. They were like, there was all these random things. And they were just like, what is going on? It was just like, it was a bit all over the place, right? And then like, um, uh, Todd Phillips showed up and, um, I, you know, a lot of people would give me a lot of stick, but I forgot the, the host, because the people that host while I'm in here are quite known in the wrestling podcast world. So the lady that was one of the main hosts was the lady and she was dancing on Todd Pettigrew, Todd, 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 Pettigrew, Todd, um, Todd Phillips. And then um, it was cool. It was nice and fun. And you, you know, I got to speak to Chris Bay backstage. I was chatting to um, uh, Rocky Romero was there. I was chatting to. I had a nice long chat with Jonathan Gresham. Actually, he actually mentioned Warren Banks. He said he's a big fan of Warren Banks. Good. And we chatted to him about um, potentially him and D. D. Bryan having a match. And obviously, I said to him, "What's going to be the surprise in the Ring of Honor?" He wouldn't give me any secrets, unfortunately. But obviously, it ended up being some more joke. Um, so it was fun, like you know. J- and then Jay Cargill showed up, and um, I bumped into MVP. Right. So on the way out, Ace was tired, basically. James and Sam already left by this point. It got about like towards midnight. And James was tired. So, I'm not James. Ace was tired. So Ace wanted to go. He was a bit in a bad mood throughout the whole night. So I was like, all right, let's just go. And then when we go out, we bump into MVP. And MVP's like, hey, where are you guys going? Are you guys going home? And I was like, yeah, we, we, we got press in the morning. He's like, nah, you ain't going nowhere. And he's like, chat to Gladwell to, like, to go back in. And then I spoke to Carmelo and I was telling him like, he's the future and stuff. But we were just knackered. We were just like, it wasn't, I'm going to lie to you, it wasn't a great Wale menu. I think when Jade showed up, it was like, it, it went to another level. I think Jade kind of made it. She's a star, isn't it? So the whole room lit up when Jade walked in and she was looking banging. But we missed, yeah, we missed most of that. And we just had to go. So I'm not gonna lie, how you've just described Wale Mania is generally how I thought it always was. Right, right. Like right. the show is happening, and as and when they please, wrestlers just walk in turn up. and <laughs> turn up literally like how we do at our parties. You come at like 1 a.m. or whatever. 100 percent That's literally what I thought Wale Mania was anyway. So, so you're right anyway. So it was that. But it was like it was nice because like loads of people came in like like the like um uh Carl Anderson and Gallo showed up last minute with uh mm-hmm. Chris Bay and all that, and they were like doing a little toast. Um it was good to see Rosenberg, it was good to see that guy. RVD had a nice chat with RVD, him and his miss his missus were twerking on stage and and <laughs> oh, was that his missus, Shame. his wife, and RVD just doing this his wife <laughs> on stage. And uh that guy told me to stop filming. So there we go. <laughs> But it was, yeah, it was fun. It was just a bit like very random. Just very mm. random. 
But it, you're right. But a mix, well, how do you describe it is what it is. It was like a random black house party with black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know what it highlighted to me? It highlighted that black people are the future of wrestling, man. We're in there's the building. So much, there's so much black talent in that there was that in that building. That was loads of wrestlers. And it's just like, yeah, in the next 10 years, they're taking over, man. And they know it as well. That's the thing. They know it. Um, but let's talk about, yeah, so Stand Deliver was, we didn't get to see that. Hall of Fame was cool. We talked about that. And I was, what do you guys think about Undertaker not mentioning Mick Foley? Oh, it's, I don't know. Like, part of me is like, was there a reason? Because how could you not? Like, it's, exactly. it's one of those, it's one of those people that he faced that accelerated him. Absolutely. So, yeah, for him to not mention him, I'm like, is there some heat backstage that we don't know about? Or has WWE said you are not to mention this man in your speech? I don't know. It felt, for me, I was like, raw, like, where is he? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Meg? Can we give him the benefit of the doubt and say it was a slip of the mind? I doubt it. No, that, that speech was well written. Well, well written, well planned. He, written, he, re well written. He, re he rehearsed that speech for a minute now. The, know, way he, the way he was going off the top of the head. And with every word, I was like, yeah, he's, he's locked this feature. So yeah, Foley was yeah. definitely missed out for a reason. I don't think it's any bad blood. I think maybe, I don't know. I found it weird. I found it weird. I, I, and the thing is, Foley didn't say anything. It was his daughter that highlighted it. Mm. His, daughter, his daughter tweeted that, oh, what a wonderful speech. But I, I can't help think I was very I was very disappointed that he never mentioned my dad. So Foley is just someone that's like, at peace with life right now. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure he would have loved, loved to be mentioned, but I don't think he's going to, you know, overturn any cars just because Undertaker didn't say his name in a speech. Yeah. Like, anyone that's anyone knows what Foley has done for this business. So, yeah. yeah. Good point. I think it would have been nice for him to have a shout out there. A hundred. One hundred. Definitely deserved, like he said. Undertaker mentioned his seamstress. No, no, his seamstress is important. His seamstress is important. His seamstress is important. He's just up there now. His seamstress is important. For the gear and all that, you know, it is important. Um, all right. And then we, we talked about night one. Uh, yeah, you know, before we talked about night one, we, we did the press junket, which was really cool. We have loads of wrestling interviews that's going to come on in the, in the weeks, the episodes to follow. Um, and it was fun. It just, uh, it would have been nice to get Stone Cold, you know? <laughs> Was That's he around enough. when you were doing interviews? He didn't do any press. Austin okay. didn't do any press. We did see Austin, though. We saw Austin at uh, the Omni Hotel. So we were staying at the Hyatt. The wrestlers were staying at the Omni. And there was a lot of, like, after parties at the Omni. And I was going out. Austin didn't go to any of the parties. But we, um, there was access, you know, fanfare access upstairs in the big, massive warehouse upstairs in the Omni. And so we, Ace, Ace and I went there. And then on the way down, we're in an escalator and we see Austin. Austin was walking out and like three women, two white, one black. I don't know why I mentioned any color, but that's the page you want to the edges. We run up to Austin. Austin took photos, all three of the ladies, jumped into a Jeep, drove off. Funny enough, James Dealer was editing. Because Cody, well, we did like a special interview with Cody, like a press conference thing with Cody. So James Dealer was editing the Cody interview, like literally two doors down. So, and I thought, I knew they were editing, but Ace was like, no, we're gonna we're gonna meet them at this cafe called Ellen's because oh, they were at Ellen's. I went no no no. I think they still edit. So when I walked in, I was like, James, you just missed Stone Cold Steve. <laughs> James is furious. Yeah, yeah, that's his guy. Isn't it? I mean, that's my guy. That's all our guys. But you know, but um, yeah, it was cool. And then yeah, so night one we talked about night one uh, on the kickout. 
this episode just just released just a few minutes ago, a few hours ago. And uh, I just want to hear you guys' reaction of night one because you know you've heard Ace and I's reaction. We loved it. We had a great time. We were there. But um, sitting at home watching it, how was it for you guys? Go Max. Um, it was very very good. This is WWE at their best. Just producing a complete spectacle. Um, just giving fans what they want, finally, or at least once a year sort of thing. Like, I just feel like the the show was just incredible. The, even the, the whole little un, unveiling of the stage, I think the night before or whatever on social media, I think was a nice little touch just to get people gassed. Um, Cody coming out was something else, man. Yeah. Like, And just literally how he was just completely untouched from the Cody we've been seeing running around on the indies and stuff for the last six, seven years. They literally like plucked him from AEW and dropped him in WWE. Same attire, same name, same entrance music, you know, same aesthetic, everything. Um, they blew the whole budget on Pyro on my guy. So if <laughs> anyone thinks that Cody's not going to be a big deal in WWE, they spent money on him hit that entrance, everything, and he's got um, a good contract as well. He's making, yeah, yeah. He come out the next night, and that said, said he signed a multi-year deal. You know, he's he's here to to stay, and um, he's gonna get that WWE championship. But yeah, the 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 first night, it was really really good. It was it was very very good. I I didn't think I'm I'm a traditionalist in the sense that in the Royal Rumble you should um, main event the. I think, especially now they're doing this over two nights, I think the women should always have one one night as a main event, 100%. So I was quite annoyed. It, despite me not being interested in Charlotte versus Ronda, I thought the women have been robbed here somewhat. But mm. Owens and Stone Cold tore the house down. Like, 100. that is how you end a show. I was thinking, how are they going to do this? Like, this sit-down chat and stuff. I knew they'll probably brawl. But to, to say at least we've got some something that looked like a match or resembled a match. Austin didn't look out of place. We've seen our legends come back. Shawn Michaels in Saudi and all these other ex examples of men that have come back and not cut it. Austin Austin looked like Austin sort of thing. Um, so despite my, I guess, being a bit upset that the women didn't get their main event, um, what got put in that place was just a fantastic, fantastic sight. Uh, say, for you... Um... What was it like for you? Did you did you thoroughly yeah. enjoy night one? Um, yeah, I really enjoyed night one. I thought of night one was it was almost perfect. Um, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, I'll in go terms of WWE, it was almost perfect, and it's 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 like obviously this is like their biggest main event. It's like their Christmas, so like the whole year they're like, no, no, you're not getting this, no, 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 and then they're like, all right, here you go, yeah, here, here you go, <laughs> have Just everything. You know, that's a very good point, Tay. Yeah. And I just felt like they they really they really delivered. Like even even in the Logan Paul match, um, me, I, I'm not shy about saying I hate the guy. And even when I was watching it, I was like, Oh, this guy is awesome. Like, cause He's I really good. Him in that match. He's good. And I was like, he is actually amazing. Like yeah, he, he is. yeah. I think that match was um I was surprised at it actually at how good it was. Um, the women's match, um, Belair versus Becky, phenomenal. I, it was amazing. I wouldn't change anything about that match. That match should go down as one of those marquee it's matches. Still, it's still WrestleMania. It's amazing. Still, 
it stole WrestleMania. It was the best yeah. match in the whole card. Um, Charlotte, Ronda, Rousey, it, it put a little bit of a downer, but then... I don't know. They, t I just don't think they would have been able. No one would have been able to follow Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. Like that, that match was destined. Unfortunately, yeah. that match was destined to be like, Meh, it's all right. Um, and it just felt like there was a bit of a power struggle in the match um, as to who's 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 looking the best and the worst. But that is that's Charlotte, anyway. Um, and yeah, Austin. Oh, oh. Like everything I could have wanted. I was like, he came down in his gear and I was like, are they fighting? <laughs> are they fighting? Oh my gosh, let me see. If, if I was there, I would have gone crazy. I would have been like, yeah, I think if you, if, if, if all three of us, I mean, if, if the two of you were there, none of you would be able to speak right now. Like, you, like your horse, would, your voice would be hoarse. My voice was hoarse for the next, well, I'm all right now, but I had to sleep it off. But yesterday I couldn't talk. The day before I couldn't talk. Yeah, it was phenomenal. It was like it was, absolutely crazy. And yeah, you made some good points. Both of you made some good points about how they've kind of gave us what we wanted. It feels like I'm not going to give WWE credit in terms of like, oh, this was this is why they don't do this because at WrestleMania they will show out. But in a way, they do sometimes do that. I feel like they don't give us what we want always, or even like logical booking. Like Nakamura and Boogs for the first time for me felt like a tag team. For the first time, like I actually saw them as a tag team because they got matching ring gear, you know. And it's the same with Logan Paul and Miz. They were both having matching ring gear. Obviously, that that's not gonna, you know, it didn't last. But you know what I mean? It's like they 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 calculated and thought about things to make it really really special. And um, yeah, like it was sad about Rig uh, Rig Boogs because he actually really tore his quadricep. Um, it would look weird because when we watched it. He did, he did that impressive thing when he goes down on one knee and did a suplex before. Yeah. When he tried to do the double summer and drop, we thought, oh, maybe that's part of the spot. Because even the way he was like selling it, he wasn't selling it, obviously. He actually, he actually wasn't agony pain. He but didn't he look like, like he was in pain, though. He, yeah, thank you, man. He yeah. like he was selling it. I was selling, like, oh. yeah. I fully thought it was a work until the end. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh mm, he's really literally. But it's like, because when we watched it, it was like, oh, he's selling that. He's going to be up soon. And then I saw, we just see people rushing to him at rings. I was like, shit. Like, yeah, no, he's, he's actually hurt. And then obviously Nakamura had to take two two specials. I mean, you're assuming one of the specials was supposed to be for Rick and one was supposed to be Nakamura. You had to take yeah. two of them. <laughs> and um, unfortunately, um, yeah, but I mean, that's what's good. I mean, I want to just ask you a few questions before we talk about that too. But now that Rick Boogs is out for like six months, it's going to be six months, that's a quadricep tear. Is Nakamura going to go back down into obscurity? It, like, is this bad news for Nakamura? More than likely. <laughs> they had they had something special. It's gonna be like another kind of Rusev kind of situation where like he was so good and it was at the peak and it was just like like this is a guy, this is a guy. And then Aiden English left and, and it was just kind of like, Oh, it's it's, it's just uh Rusev again. Yeah. It just um, he's just gonna be like main event down there somewhere for a little while until they figure out what they're gonna do. If we're being honest. Boogs has kind of saved Nakamura in recent yes, times. I like agree. he's actually given Nakamura. They attached Boogs to Nakamura, but then Boogs became the star, sort of thing. So, yeah, I can't see them doing anything with Nakamura, especially where it seems like they might be probably bringing people up from NXT soon. Um, Gunter's been talked about, Marcel Bartel, LA Knight. And these guys kind of slot into that upper mid-card position, which means everyone else is just going to drop down the rankings a bit. Um, they already don't have faith in someone that's not speaking fluent English for whatever reason. So 
I can't see it being a good thing for Nakamura at all. Uh, Usos retained. You have you have to think Usos is always going to retain to have that aesthetic of bloodline. We'll talk about that. Mm. Um, I'm not going to obviously Drew McIntyre Corbin fun match. I didn't like the the chopping of the ropes. What did you guys think of that? I didn't actually. You know what? I didn't mind it. I just didn't like the sound effect. It was a sound effect that went with it. And I didn't, did you guys hear that back home? I don't yeah. think I heard the sound effect. Yeah, it was a bit, I was like, mm. but then oh. do you know what? In those things, I was like, do you know what? That wasn't for me. That was for the kids. That wasn't 100%. for us. That's it. I mean, you know one thing I did, one thing that did make me realize that Drew is still a star. I can, I can knock him all I he want. Is. He is. Like he was so over. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, oh my God, they, they love this guy. They love him. <laughs> And this is one thing, if he, he still, to me, is the heir apparent to Roman Reigns. And if they are going to warm him up this year with SummerSlam, maybe, or this UK stadium show in September, they he needs to get rid of this sword. Because that's going to be the only thing that really holds him back from being taken seriously. Like you said, the kids and all that love him. But it's us that are a bit wiser to it. We want, we want the guy that kind of beat... Brock Lesnar back, so you know, like the gimmicks and stuff. They need to drop it. Um, we said, you know, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch was the match of the night. Easily was for me. The entrances were so special, man. Like, like, I mean, Becky had the now, then, and forever um, vignette before she come out in terms of the big. So, that, so, so that's what I thought it was, but then people were saying it was a Marvel thing. It was a mixture of both. It's a mixture of both. So yeah, it, it, so it was cold regardless. It was, it was, I think it was more leaning to now than forever, but there was mm. a lot of Marvel references in there, like especially mm. the way they put the footage in. Um, and obviously there's rumors that I think Becky Lynch is going to be in a Marvel property show. Did you hear about this? So Becky. Uh, she she's auditioned apparently for, apparently for something. I don't know if she oh, got it. Okay. She's got it. I don't know what it is, top secret, maybe X-Men. I don't know. But there's something. Marvel related that she'll be in in the future. So, and, and I think Becky's going to be doing Hollywood stuff soon. I don't think Becky's she's going to do and, and that's why you have to build Bianca to be, you know, yeah. the next one. Um, great match. I think Bianca Belair deserves a WrestleMania streak. I think she needs a streak now. I think she's she's this awesome, man. Like, she's at, like the stuff I was seeing, like, like she just so excelled in such a quick time. From when, from when she debuted a few years ago from now, the way she has this understood the assignment of wrestling, it's unbelievable. And that finish when she flips over and then ah man, I just love it. I think with Bianca, I'm sorry. I was no, no, say, no. I think with Bianca Belair, she wised up to ring psychology very quickly. And that's what a lot of people don't they don't accelerate at that level. Yeah. So fast. She like she got in the ring and she got it. Like yeah. even from a, like some of her earlier matches when she just came up to the main roster, I was like. She's really got this ring thing down and then she's yeah. just progressing, progressing. That part, she's just this, she's really good at. This is why when obviously they've launched their um, their nil program or whatever they call it, where they're getting in these college athletes and stuff like that. I don't see it as a negative. Yes, we want to see our indie darling get all the way to the top in WWE, but these guys, they have literally molded with their two hands themselves because they had no previous knowledge of wrestling. Bianca Belair. Roman Reigns. These are the people that are on top of, you know, each of these divisions. And look, what's their wrestling CV? It's nothing but WWE. Yeah. So they, they, they can mold these guys from, you know, as long as they're willing to listen and take everything on board, which they're taught, which like you're saying, Bianca definitely has done. 
And Bianca has excellent teachers in the four horsewomen. She's yet to really have an extended feud with um, Charlotte Flair. And we know Charlotte Flair don't, won't give her much. There'll be great matches, but there won't be any like rub there. I'll, I'll say it. But Sasha, <laughs> Becky, Bailey, these guys are fantastic teachers. Like Sasha and Bailey, when it comes to the in-ring stuff, Becky with the with the character character you know work, like she has great people to look up to. And like you said, she's just gonna slot right into this position and um, be the one that's soon pe be putting over others. Absolutely, I think you're absolutely right. And um, I was one question I was gonna ask: What match is better, Bianca Becky, Bianca Bank? Banks was more sentimental for me. Yeah. That, yeah. But if, if we're talking outside sentiment, I actually think they're level pegging. Like, there's... Mm. It's, it's hard. Because you know what? Watching it live, after that match, I loved it. I thought that match was incredible. But I didn't think it was better than Bianca Banks at that moment in time. But now I've gotten time to kind of, like, digest. It might be. But I don't know. Like, I think Tay's right. It is quite level pegging. A lot of people said that her performance, even as good as her performance was last year against Banks, it was night and day with this one against Becky and this one against Becky is so much better. Yeah. I'm yet to watch sure. it back, but that's what the general consensus yeah. is. Right decision as well, man. Like to put Bianca over. Oh, did you see when um, Bianca, uh, Becky did the, the, the somersault and caught. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big boot yeah. on her way down. She's just wrestling like this. Like I was right. like, that girl that's, has that's it. Right. Bit. That's the game, man. When you start doing them things, you know, you know, you've made it. You know, you've made it. I'm not going to yeah. lie though. One thing I could have done with, is at the end of the match, Becky cuts the ponytail. Just to retain some heat, because they're telling this whole hair versus hair story leading into this anyway. Why did all of a sudden it was dropped? Like You want Bianca, she, to, you want Bianca to lose her hair? Not necessarily. I just thought if she does, it, no, I'm going to say, yeah, my chest. Yeah, I did want it to lose it because one, I've never been a fan of the skipping down to the, the, the ring doing this stuff. And then... Two, I just think like that could have maybe given her a bit different character. Like, I think eventually, I think eventually they 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 will do that. I don't think it's ready for that now. I think she's she's in a star she's in star mode right now. You know how many girls I saw all all races, all races yeah. were just like her, just like her and Naomi. I hear it. I hear and it. Even and Sasha, obviously a lot of women always dress up like Sasha anyway. Sasha's always had that, but but. It was so nice to see so many girls from different backgrounds dressed like Bianca and have their own fake hair. And it was just nice. It was nice. So I think, not yet. I agree. Eventually, when she gets a bit older, she gets a bit more experienced and she gets to that level where she's like the number one woman. Uh, but not yet. I, <laughs> um, I want to bet Ace bought okay. me breakfast because he didn't think Cody Rhodes was coming. He thought... He thought, I don't know, right? Exactly. He thought there was going to be another swerve. And I'm like, Ace, why would you want to see that? Nobody wants to see that. That's, that's not going to go down well. It's definitely going to be Cody. I and don't think you way to see it, but I was on his vibe as in, like, they're not going to give us this on a platter. They are not just going to serve us Cody Rhodes. Like, they're going to give us someone else. I thought they were, a lot of people started saying that Shane McMahon had rejoined the company the night before. And I said, God, no. Like, it, it, it would just kill the rest of the show, let alone this match. Like, if Shane McMahon came back. It, it had to be Cody and they delivered. Yeah, it had to be Cody. And and um, I knew he had the rights to his music as well. I knew it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, when I heard the whisper, I was like, yeah, all right, cool. That's it. That's when I started going crazy. But um, I, 
Yeah, and, and the news gave me American Nightmare. There's no way he's gonna bring back a Stardust. That was no, absolutely a not. You know, you know what I mean. So um, I, it was such a great moment, and you know, he 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 welled up backstage. He was welling up in the press conference interview. He cried a lot, and afterwards he was crying a lot. And um, he's a good. big crier, isn't he? Yeah, man, he's emotional. <laughs> you know what? I actually love that wrestlers now are so emotional. Yeah, like, they just cry all the time. I'm like, yeah. you know what? That's actually kind of heartwarming because I see how passionate they all are. They're like, no, yeah. this is and especially like Cody Rhodes. Like when you are Rhodes, you're a wrestler, and it through and through. Like you don't have yeah, any yeah. other like you don't have any choice. Like you're just a wrestler, and you embody that. And especially with all the stuff that his dad's done for the business, mm. like. And the dad not really getting the recognition that he deserved. You know, he announced, not to give it away, because we're going to release the Cody Rose press conference sometime later on this week. Um, but he announced, he mentioned that part of his deal with signing WWE is that he gets to work with A&E. A &E. Was it A&E, the documentary series? Yeah, about, yeah. About his dad, and he's the co-producer. He's producing something, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's making, and it's going to be like a series, like a, not just one episode, it's going to be a series, which is great. So he's going to tell the whole story about his dad's legacy and the, the rivalry he used to have with him. Brilliant. It's going to be amazing. Um, all right. I mean, yeah, we, we, this, we talked about night one already. So we begin to that. Great match. Uh, great main event with Stone Cold and Kevin Owens. Beautiful moment. Austin was on fire. And it was just great to see. So that was night one. After night one, stat guy Greg gave me a shout. And we went to the Omni Hotel. And we partied with um, MVP. I actually said to MVP, I came up to you. It's a true story. I said to you, I thought it would happen in WrestleMania, but it happened on Raw. So I said to him, I said to him, um, oh, say it ain't so. And he's like, what? I said, say it ain't so, MVP. Tell me you're not going to turn on Lashley and be a manager for almost. And then he looked down, right? <laughs> he looked down like this and he smiled. He's like, and he goes, Skillet, I work for Vince McMahon. <laughs> that's what I mean. Ah, yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah. But, um, but um, yeah, we had, yeah, a few people there Ziggler, Corey Graves. Corey Graves, Carmella was drunk. She was dancing on the, the night table, partying. I think it's because they're getting, oh, I think she's getting married. Right? Yeah, they're getting married soon. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's probably what it was. She was excited. And um, yeah, loads of people were there at Santos Escobar. And um, what's um, what's his name again? Trick, Trick Williams? Trick Williams, yeah. Yeah, it was all good. It was a, it was a, it was a nice night. And then we had um, night two. Um, and can you remind me how night two kicked off, Max? Triple H. Triple H coming out and welcoming us all to WrestleMania. What a moment. That was a love. That was lovely. That mm. was lovely. And, you know, the thank you, Triple H, chance to hanging up the boots, putting the boots in the middle of the ring. I love the fact that he didn't make a speech. Yeah. I love the fact he didn't make it. But, like, come out just to show people, look, this is me. This is my last hurrah. What a way to say goodbye. That's a great moment. That's a great moment. Like, he didn't have, didn't really make it by himself. He just said, welcome to WrestleMania. Put his boots in the ground. Water. Um, Sad to see Triple H go out, man. But you know, he's had a long, great career. And uh, I, I mean, I think he, there were certain certain matches he probably wanted to have before he. I mean, sadly, you're not going to see Cody versus Triple H. That would have been great. Um, That's what I wanted. Yeah, that would have been. My dad's better than your dad. Like <laughs> it would have been, been amazing. But um, he obviously, there's something like he has a real, really heart defect that he actually even can't even, can't even do that. Can't even do an angle or nothing. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it had the Triple Threat. Tag team match, which was RK Bro versus Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. Uh, I didn't realize how over Alpha Academy was. With the shoes, 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 please. Them parents really love him. All right, Chad Gable's the one. 
All right, but what I need you to tell us is how over Randy Orton is. Oh, yeah. He's clear, like, isn't it? You know what? Yeah, it's crazy. Like, and don't get me wrong, we shouldn't be surprised because, you know, we've saw he's he's been a star since 2003, really and truly. Since evolution, he's been a star. But yeah, he's like really over, bro. <laughs> like, it's right now, it's like, not. Like, like. No, it's nuts. Like, but I feel like the RKO has become a not like not as big as the stunner, but it has it's become. Mainstream. It has become a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, Yeah, it's become a cultural phenomenon. You see it in viral videos. You see it in Vine back in the day. You see it on TikTok today. You see it in all these like YouTube. You see all these people doing their RKO impressions and and obviously that famous one where people will crop RKO doing RKOs to people falling over. You know, like they'll crop it. Like it's a cultural phenomenon, and he is he is bigger. He's up there. He's up there with the freaking um, Batistas and the Cenas. He's he's a household name. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, they were red hot. They were red hot. Street Profits were over too. Street Profits had a good chance. And so was Alpha Academy, but yeah, RK Bro was just on another level. Um, great match. Uh, in my opinion, best match of the night of night two. What do you guys think? I think it was definitely up there. It was definitely one of the better ones. Yeah. I'm trying to remember all the other matches. I have to come <laughs> back, back to it, you know. <laughs> and, and that finish was phenomenal with the Matt Riddle catching Montez Ford with an RKO off the top rope, and then um, Chad getting RKO'd from the top rope as well. Two RKO's. Great, 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 great first opening match. Then we had uh, Lashley versus Omos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't they do the turn here? It, it would have made some more sense. This is WrestleMania, bruv. Do the turn here. Like, and, and then explain it on Monday. Yeah, explain it on Monday. It's like the baby face has beaten the bad guy now. Like, obviously, almost is going to now, you know, get get his win back. But almost is the one you've been building up. He's the one on the run. And I don't know. I just, I just feel like they've done this back to front. Like, I really love the Lashley entrance. The match wasn't good. It was quite bad. I think it makes sense to I, I do think it, it made sense to do it on Raw actually because it showed like MVP had time to process. Oh wow, because I don't think MVP going into it before Lashley was gonna win. So the fact that Lashley won, now you can be like, shit, he's done it without me. All right, I need to, you know, switch allegiance to, to almost. I guess it does I, I understand why they did it on Raw. Um Do you think Hurt Business is part of this? <laughs> no. Do you think it's just <laughs> Why are Cedric and Shelton still calling themselves her business? Aren't They're they embarrassed, bro? You can't, you can't be her business without... No, no, Aren't they embarrassed? What's all this? <laughs> you know what's I think, I think I upset Shelton over the weekend. What did I, you say to him? Well, because I just said he's the greatest. That's all I said. But he thought... I think he thought I was being sarcastic. Oh. He, when I said no, it... He, skillet, how did you say it? I said, you know, I said, I said, I said Shelton Benjamin, the greatest. I said, that you're the greatest. Like that. And he was like, you're joking, right? And I was like, no, honestly, I'm like, you're one of the greatest. And he was like, huh. And he walked off. Like, vex. He's in his feelings, boy. <laughs> I was like, bro, like, and then I saw him the next day and he just didn't want to say night to me. Do you know what it is? You know when you're just in like a like in a space where you feel like like nothing's going my way. This this is some bullshit. I'm better than this. And someone's like, you are amazing. You're like, shut up. Like, <laughs> that's what it is. That's what it is. 
Shout out to Ric Flair. Uh, he was drinking at the bar at the Omni as well. I'm not going to mention the WWE staff that had to roll him into bed. So I won't do that to them. But he got, he got so waved that WWE staff that was taking care of us, I'm not going to say no more, had to roll him into bed. Wow. Sounds about right. He doesn't even work for the company anymore. <laughs> That's not. Anyway, um, so, oh, yeah, so almost uh, lost to Lashley. And then we had. One of the funnest, funniest, fun, fun matches I've ever seen at WrestleMania take place next. And that's the thing about celebrities in wrestling now. Before, it was like a little gimmick and you had like certain, certain people showed up and did all right. Like Mr. T did okay. Um, Floyd Mayweather did really well with the big show. You know, there's certain, but there's a lot of the time celebrities, when they get involved in matches, it's like, you know, you had LT versus Bam Bam Bigelow. I guess LT did a good try. It wasn't it was bad, okay. but it wasn't anything amazing. You know what I mean? And then you've got the likes of Bad Bunny and Logan Paul showing up. And now we had Johnny Knoxville, who just played to his strengths, which was like a lot of comedy, a lot of gags, really silly match. But I ain't gonna lie to you, it went down like a hoot live at um, the AT&T Stadium. How was it for you guys? Did you guys enjoy this match? Because I did. I thought Sammy's name was great. I thought it did what it was supposed to do. Like it was always supposed to be just like some fun slapstick comedy kind of type match. Like it was never supposed to be anything. It wasn't supposed to be great. It wasn't supposed to be serious. It was supposed to be, let's just fuck up Sami Zayn for fun, for bands. And it did. So I liked it. Next. Yeah. If it was supposed to be an idiot thing, it was an idiot thing. Yeah, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly it. Like, I thought Sami should have won. I thought Sami should have won, but still get the mousetrap thing done on him. Because he could have won, and then all four, all four of them just jumped him. All the four of the jackass crew jumped him and put him in the mousetrap. He didn't have to. Do yeah, it. yeah. I, I, like, you know what was funny? Sami, Sami Zayn's not going to be hurt by this loss, though. It's, yeah. it's guess who started? You know when Wee Man showed up? Yeah. Guess who started the Wee Man chant? Of course you did. <laughs> not me. Not me, because I don't watch jackass. I don't know any of these characters. It wasn't me. Who was but it? Guess who? Ace. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like when he showed up, I thought it was Hornswoggle. So I was like, oh, it's a Hornswoggle. And he's like, no, it's Wee Man. Wee Man. Wee Man. And everyone's like, Wee Man. I don't watch Jacka. I don't know these characters. So Neither do I. So, um, so for yeah, me, that... I didn't know what was going on. But um, a lot of the references people got, obviously, with that, I, I have seen that hand slap thing. I've seen that. I've seen them do that on a TikTok viral video that went on. But I don't watch Jackass like that. So you know what's so funny? An interesting fact about this thing. So Kevin Owens is a Jackass fan. Sami Zayn actually isn't. So okay. so Kevin Owens said. No, Sami Zayn said to Kevin Owens, "Oh man, I'm so like, I'm so jealous of you, man. You get to wrestle Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, you know, we grew up loving him." And Kevin was like, "Yeah, that's like one of my dreams. But I'm jealous of you because you get to wrestle Johnny because <laughs> he's a massive Jackass fan. So it's like it's just you know, any day." Both, I think both acts won that weekend, you know, because yeah, both yeah. had great spots. So uh, definitely. And next we had um, the fight of the fatal four-way women's tag team match. Now, before we get into this match, we had um, one of the competitors. Actually, we did interview two of the competitors in this match, but one of them will go on on the rural review. For now, we'll have just Rhea Ripley. Um, uh, we'll talk about Rhea Ripley's experience before we get into the match. Her thoughts going into WrestleMania 38 and her thoughts taking part on this fatal four-way. 
it's BBC Radio 1 Extra here with the very exciting Miss Rhea Ripley. How are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good, man. WrestleMania weekend, is, the, the whole city is buzzing. The world of wrestling is buzzing right now. How does it feel for you to be a part of this amazing event? Man, it's incredible. Um, I'm feeling every single emotion right now. I know that when it comes to the day that I get to step out on stage, it's going to be even more. Right now, I'm just like very sleep deprived, <laughs> but very excited at the same time. Talk to us about that. Why are you sleep deprived? What, what, like, what is this week like? What happens? So there's a lot of everything, really. There's a lot of appearances, media. Um, I do it to myself also. Like I like to go to the gym uh, for way too many hours. Also, I left my gear to the last minute and I make my jackets. So legit. Is it finished? I, I ran out of chains, so I just need to find some chains. Okay. But right. other than that, it's finished. But I was sitting at home before my flight. So I had to wake up at 8 for my flight, right? I had to leave my house at 8. I went to bed at 7 a.m. Crazy. So an hour before my alarm went off. Because, 7 a.m. Yeah, I was up all night making my jacket. Is it, so it's almost finished. We're I just need there. some chains. Just a couple of yeah. chains. We're going to get you them chains. Right? Yes, I need, I need, I need them. <laughs> As a WWE superstar and someone that's amazing at it, do you enjoy all of this extra stuff? I on do. T- now, come on. You yeah. can be on this team. No one's so, listening to this. Right? Do you like, <laughs> yeah, I'm no doing the same me. question over and over. Like, do, you, do, do you enjoy this stuff? Um, I do. Okay. So, like, I actually... I prefer this a lot more than the Zoom as well. Okay. The Zoom was absolutely killing me because I was at home and I was like, I legit just rolled out of bed and I don't know how to answer these questions. Where like here I get to like communicate with you guys in person. So like it's a lot per- like more personal, you know? And I feel more comfortable and I- it just feels better and you start waking up as you go through. <laughs> but like I actually, I do enjoy it. I Sometimes I wish that it wasn't as early as it was. Right. But I do like doing all the media and all that because you do feel like a superstar and that's what I signed up for, you know? Uh, This weekend, you're in a multi-person tag match. Uh, You guys, a four-way tag match. Those get very busy. Oh, yeah. Uh, And and you know what? Like, it's good because those matches can sometimes steal the show. Yes. Um, Is there pressure on you? And have you guys been going over? Like, how how intense is is having a match of this magnitude? Um, There's definitely pressure there, especially because a lot of people don't give the women's tag team championships as much credit as they should so we're all out there and we want to prove a point we want to prove that we can have a fantastic match we can steal the show we can make the titles mean something and put a story behind it um, so yeah we're all out to prove something and I think we're going to go out there and brutalise each other and kill it <laughs> uh, as, as a former tag team champion do you feel like this match will help elevate the, the, the tag team titles? I'm really hoping so I think it can and I think it will and I think that us eight girls in that ring are going to do anything that we possibly can until people pay attention to us uh, I just spoke to Naomi about this but I feel like a few years ago we was constantly having these conversations about help women's wrestling and give women's wrestling a chance those conversations are getting quieter and quieter and quieter yes. do you feel, still feel like there's a lot more to do or do you feel like we're on this level playing field now um, I still feel like there's more to do um, especially when it comes to time wise on TV I think that the girls definitely get the crappy end of the stick and we get stuffed around a lot um, but I think the crowd are definitely behind us. 100%. Which is fantastic. I think they, they believe in us and they want us to excel in this business and they want the women to take over like we should because we can do everything that the guys can do. And sometimes we do it better, you know? For sure, for sure. So I'm hoping that in the next few years, like 
we get more opportunities. But even just having like the women main event WrestleMania last year, like amazing, so insane, so insane. It's come so far, and I'm so glad that it has. But I feel like we could definitely take it that step further. All right, one last question because I know you gotta go. You, um, go. <laughs> um, you run Roughshot in NXT. Yep. Triple H obviously part of your journey, and this week we heard that you retired. What what does Triple H mean to you, and what does his legacy mean to you? What kind of legacy would he have left? Um, he's like my wrestling dad, you know. Like he, we're all his children, all the ones that came through NXT. Um, he's the reason that I started watching wrestling. He's the reason that I wanted to start wrestling. Um, the first thing that I saw was him and Ric Flair. And after that, I was hooked and I was in love with this and he was my favorite wrestler growing up. So it was wild to have him as a boss after that and have him believe in me in the way that he did. Um, he put me in NXT UK. I won the NXT UK Women's Championship. He put me on NXT. I won the NXT Women's Championship. He helped me through my whole career and I really do owe it to him. Um, I love him. I, I do. We all do. Yeah. We love you, Triple H. Yeah, I'm so glad that he's doing better. Awesome. We it's been an absolute pleasure. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. I'll be honest, I said it to one of your opponents of earlier. Of course you did. But this one meant... Traitor. <laughs> Traitor. It's all love. <laughs>
maybe by next week, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan won't be together anymore. And no one wants to see Natalia and Shayna Baszler together. So who are the tag champions fighting right now? Yeah. There's only actually, you know, beyond the next week or so, one other female tag team and none of us are interested in them. Yeah. Hopefully with Sasha having this title, you know, it comes to some prominence and it, something happens. You see what I mean? It, that tends to happen when Sasha Banks has the women's tag championships. But this this match was just to put Sasha Banks on the card. But big up her and Naomi. It was a good This was match. Sasha Banks' first WrestleMania victory, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you look at Naomi's um, record, uh, she's pretty good when it comes to WrestleMania. Yeah. She's like won quite a lot. Oh, big up to um, those wrestling girls. Uh, Max, you've, you've, have you been on their show before? No, maybe not. No, we've spoken to them. I know we've that the, the New Yorkers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were, they were there. They were at WrestleMania. We, we, we got to caught up with them and chat with them. They were going to be on our, on our episode, but they had to fly out the next day, unfortunately. But oh, I just want to give a special shout out to those wrestling girls. They, yeah, yeah, proper jeans. Um, but yeah, big up Sasha. Uh, I love the finisher, the Naomi, and it's it, it's like a um, what's the Phoenix Beth Phoenix uh, special? Glam called? slam. The glam slam into a a code breaker. That cold breaker sort of thing, yeah. Great finisher, great idea for a finisher, and um, and it seems like Naomi and Sasha's gonna have a long run at this. I feel, I feel like they're gonna have a long run at these titles <laughs> because there's no one else. <laughs> I mean, Toxic Attraction probably will get called up. They just won back their tag team championships. Yeah. So they lost it at Stand and Deliver and literally won it back on Tuesday. The next day. Mm -hmm. Same way Bron Breaker lost, uh, lost his match at Stand and Deliver and then won the title on Raw. Okay, that's a good oh. point. I don't know. Well, yay, they won the title. <laughs> <laughs> One thing next I will say, though, like... I don't understand why over the last few years there's been a reducing amount of women's matches on WrestleMania. Shouldn't we be getting better? Like two or three years ago, there was about five women's matches at WrestleMania over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Like now this year, there was like three. And you just bundled hella women together in this tag match. Yeah. Like they shouldn't get lazy. With all the work they did like, with yeah. the women's evolution, they, don't get lazy. They definitely could have done one more women's match. For yeah. sure. Mm. But that's the problem. They don't make stars. They need to start making... I don't know because because I guess the other alternative would have been a battle royale for women. I kind of like that they didn't do that this year. Yeah, I kind of like they didn't do that this year. But at least yeah, at least build another woman. They need to you know what they need to build a mid card women's division. I think. And that's what I was saying this the other day. They should actually just get rid of these tag titles and just because they've got tag titles in NXT. So give the women like a European Championship as like their mid card thing. You see what I mean? Yeah. Like the tag team thing is is done at and. I would say, with making this WrestleMania stupendous, same way they never had the Intercontinental title or the US title on the show. Like, who cares? Just come out with a mic on WrestleMania and just say, Ricochet, Finn Balor, have your match. Yeah. Bailey and Asuka also waiting in the wings. Just have a match. Like, it'll be cool. But I need to shout out another person. Sorry. Queen, Queen of the Ring, Alex. Alex. Yeah, yeah she, she, she was sitting with us during WrestleMania. We had such a blast with her. Well, Especially night one. Night one, we were all energetic and we were all up for it. So we all had fun. I think night two, our energies was a bit low. It wasn't the same, but still had fun. But um, yeah, big up Ali. Um, okay, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I agree. Um, next up, it's the Rated R Super Bowl. I know he's not that cool. That he's not cool that anymore, is he? It's just Edge now, isn't it? Edge, edge versus the phenomenal AJ Styles. I had a few words of uh, AJ Styles 
before this match. Um, so here's um, AJ Styles talking about his match with Edge at WrestleMania 38. Thank you so much. Coming from the phenomenal AJ Styles, one of the greatest sports entertainers, wrestlers of all time. Back in uh, WrestleMania 32, six years ago, you debuted. That was the yes. first ever WrestleMania against a Canadian legend, Chris Jericho. We fast forward six years later, another Canadian legend. Oh, you okay. I, see, I, I see where we're going. <laughs> You're like, where am I going yeah. with this? Um, it, it feels like there's something special about WrestleMania in Dallas. There's something special I, about I WrestleMania. I thought you were going to be, it seems something special about <laughs> Canadians. <laughs> I mean, they're good. Uh, no, listen, this is WrestleMania. Um, Dallas, my first one here, AT&T Stadium, massive crowd. Uh, being my first one, it was uh, it took me a little off guard because I'd never seen a sea of people Absolutely. like that before. So, and you've special. done and you've done, you sold out stadiums all around the world with seas of people, but that one must have been a but different. But this level. one was yeah. the, like it was an ocean yeah. of people. It was like <laughs> unbelievable. And uh, you know, going into this one, I guess a great opponent. Hall of Famer Edge, who uh, hasn't really been saying nice things about you recently, and he, he's trying to bring out that AJ Styles that I felt have never left, in my opinion. I agree with that. You know, I was thinking, what is, where is he going with this? But everybody's tipping that your match is going to be the show stealer. I may have to get crazy and bite his ear off, like Mike Tyson did or something. Okay. He said he wanted the pit bull. I mean, That's, that is true. Maybe I get a little crazy. No, I'm kidding. But it will be one of those matches, hopefully, that that people are uh, satisfied with after it's over. I think it's going to be great. I hope it's going to be great. We're both going to go out there and do our best. Is this is, is he one of your bucket list people? 100% yeah. one of my bucket list. No doubt about it. Because it's a match I never thought I'd have. Yeah. Uh, we didn't think Edge was going to ever be able to come back to, to wrestling. So, But here he is. We're having the match. It's finally going to happen. You've had some great opponents at WrestleMania. One being The Undertaker, who is now going to the Hall of Fame. What was that experience with having that match you had with him a couple of years ago at WrestleMania? Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable time to having to have a match because uh, it was right in the middle of the pandemic. So it yeah. was really weird. Actually, it was right in the beginning. So it, it was even weirder. Absolutely, because we didn't know what to expect or what to do. But it was the right match to have. Yeah. Uh, not saying necessarily for him, but it was it was something for both of us. So we could do it so well that he was able to go. You know what? That's the one I want to hang my hat on. I'm good with that. That felt good. It's bittersweet. It was, it was his last match. Yes, it was. So he had um, his last match. Well, I mean, yay, but no, I don't want him to have his last. You know, it was one of those moments. Like, it's a surreal moment for me. I followed your career from a long time, from TNA, from Ring of Honor, and I never. I mean, not to say I've never thought you ever wrestle in WWE. I could, ever, I could always see that. I coming. never thought I'd wrestle in WWE, so I, I understand that. Yeah, to have Undertaker to be his last match, AJ Styles, that was so surreal. If, for if me. someone had told us that ten years ago, we'd be like, that's dumb mm. nobody's <laughs> nobody gonna believe that yeah okay fair enough all right and then um, and um after this after you get edge out of the way where's aj styles now are you gonna reprogram to get back that title we need that aj styles to be back in the solo position you were helping out almost for a little while yep i want he's that. helped out enough uh, he, i think i agree it, it was it was time to move on and and do something else i don't know who the next opponent will be i don't know who that next superstar who's just gonna break the mold and turn into whoever that superstar is None of us do. Yeah. But we know there's definitely the capability of guys coming up and doing exactly that. So we'll see what happens. Well, I wish you all the best, AJ Styles, man. I wish you have your great WrestleMania weekend. I can't wait for your match. I always look forward to your matches. I'm going to ask, if you don't mind, for a too sweet. Oh, there you go. I can still do that. Yeah. The phenomenal one.
let's talk about this match. <laughs> Edge um, versus AJ Styles is a dream match for some. I think it's a dream match for them. Definitely for AJ and Edge. They both really, they both wanted to face off each other, face off, face off with each other. Um, going into this, the build-up was, you know, Edge felt that AJ wasn't the AJ he used to be, not the pitbull he used to be, and must have bring out another a great match. But in my opinion, this wasn't a great match. It wasn't a bad match. It was a good match. But I want to see a classic. When I think of AJ, when I think of WrestleMania, if you want to, if we want to compare AJ to the likes of Shawn Michaels, he needs to show up at a WrestleMania, man. Mm. I think it's unfortunate that every match that he has that is going to be like, oh, oh, it just doesn't quite hit. Like he has better matches on like SmackDown on TV. Yeah, he's had classic matches at WWE. He's had classic matches at WWE, just not at WrestleMania. Not at WrestleMania. And I remember I was going through the list of Shawn Michaels' classic WrestleMania matches. He's had so many: Razor, Triple H. No, he didn't make Triple H. Razor, um, Undertaker. Um, Chris Jericho, Benoit and Triple H. So he did have one with Triple H, yeah. Benoit and Triple H, that's a classic. Um, Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle at 21, classic. John Cena, even the match with John Cena at 23, classic. Um, the Taker ones, 25-26. Yeah, the Taker ones, yeah, Taker one. People try to say the Ric Flair ones are classic, it's not. But it's a good match. And it's a, it's a, it's a great moment, but it's not classic. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Did, did you say Austin already? Is that a classic? 14? I don't know if that's a classic, you know. Good match though. Very good match. I don't know if it's a classic. Okay. I can't be I can't be harsh on AJ and not be I can't just give Sean everything he's done the classic. I think he's had the Jericho match is definitely a classic. Yeah, 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 yeah. The triple threat with um Benoit Triple H, definitely a classic. The match with Angle, classic. Undertaker, the first one, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the first one's a classic. Yeah, that's my I don't know, I don't know if the second one's a classic. Um one with Ric Flair, very good. Take a second one. Very good. Um, the match with Razor Ramon. Classic. That's like, I've already counted six. Mm. AJ has had, had one. <laughs> He's had good matches. So I just need AJ to give up. And I was really hoping this match would be that. And it started mm. off really well. Like the, the back and forth they were having. I was like, yeah, all right. Here we go. Maybe it's my fault. Maybe I was bearing up for something that, I don't know. But I was like, yes, the way the, the match kicked off, I was like, yeah, they're going to get into it. This is it. This is going to be the classic that I've been waiting for. AJ's going to finally have his WrestleMania classic. I don't know. And I think something happened in between the match. Like, there was a part where they did a spot in the turnbuckle and they both fell down for like what felt like 10 years. Yeah. And I was just like, what's going on here? And it slowed the match down. It got better again. It picked up towards the end. But then it had like a, a weird finish with like, I understand. I like the Damian Priest edge. I like that. I like that's what they're doing. But that finish was a bit like, oh, that's the finish. The finish was dead. Like, let's just call yeah, it what it is. Like, he's not going to look over and be like, oh my gosh, and now you can't pin him. Don't be like, what did what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What What I will say is, I do think this was still one of the better matches on the night. This and the yeah. the, the opening men's tag match. Um, I think it suffered on night two. If this was on night one, we wouldn't be calling it a classic necessarily, but we'll be saying this match was better than what we're rating it, I think. I think by night two, you're just a bit groggy, you know? Like, and if it's not spectacular or with big stakes, which it never had either, you're struggling to kind of see the special moments in it sometimes. 
I definitely feel I need to go back and watch it. Hundred percent, same. And I, I feel like, and hope, who knows? When I go back and watch it, I might have a different opinion. Um, but yeah, I do recognize it was a good match, and I don't want anybody getting misconstrued. It was a good match. I love Edge's new theme. I love Edge's new appearance and look and the lighting, the pink lighting, all that. Love it. And I and I feel Damien Priest pairing up with Edge is the best thing for Damien Priest. I think this will do wonders for him. Um, I was gonna say they should probably put Champer in there, but um, and, and then I saw your tweet, Max, saying Rhea Ripley would be a perfect fit, and I 100%. thought that's actually a great shout. Okay, that's I kind of like that still here. They, they got to. Max. They, got they Max. need to. They need to save that girl's career because I don't Honestly. know what they're doing to her. She is special, and they're just throwing her away, man. You know what I think? Yeah. Why would you need Ruby Riot when you got Rhea Ripley? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> da, 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 da. but I'm, I'm right, right? Yeah, a lot of people say, uh, don't get me wrong, Ruby Riot is a talented wrestler. Is she a star? No, to quote a Ric Flair, is that a star? No, she wasn't a star. <laughs> I feel like sometimes when you know you've got something, you got, oh, I've got this person here, yeah, unfortunately. Um, it's finding the right place for her. They just they're just dropping the ball on it. What's AEW? What's AEW doing with Rhea Ripley? I mean, that would be right. Sorry, nothing. She ain't been on TV since maybe November or so. She had a little program for the TBS title. I think Jade beat her before Jade won the title in in January. I don't think Ruby Wright's been on TV since then. Maybe they should put in a Ring of Honor. Yeah, that sounds like a good place. Probably did in Ring of Honor. Then we had the match that was unfortunately cut from night one, and it's, it was cut, and they pleased them. They, they gave them the match, but they, it wasn't even worth it. This match is one been, minute. Should have been cut permanently. This match is one minute, 40 seconds. What is the point? It's like, ah, sorry, we cut your match. All right, you could go back out today, but you only got one minute. Like, we have to put New Day on the WrestleMania card. They paid for Biggie's Gear, God damn it. That's why. The homage to Biggie was amazing. Yes. But this was not worth it. Uh, So the New Day faced off against Seamus, Rich Holland, and Butch. Obviously, Rich Holland had an incident with Biggie a few weeks back, and he accidentally dropped him on his head from a belly to belly suplex. So Biggie has been out of this year's WrestleMania out of homage to Biggie, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods dressed. Had the, the ring gear like this, which is really nice. It was actually quite nice to see. Um, but this match was short lived, and then um, I guess it showcased Pete Dunne's Butch character at the end, beating him up, being a little rascal. When I see these guys, I think of the little little rascals. Remember that, remember that show? <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, them. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not really feeling the character, but we'll see. I don't mind it. It's very different from what the Pete Dunne we all know. It's very different. Yeah. Um, a bit of a caricature, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> Let me have him, like Scrappy Doo kind of. Scrappy Doo, yeah. But um, we'll see where it goes. It might, it might actually help Pete Dunne, though. Who knows? I don't know. Next up, we had uh, Pat McAfee, uh, the SmackDown commentator alongside Michael Cole, who's had a bit of a lengthy rivalry with um, Austin Theory, and it all comes to an end at this WrestleMania. They finally go one and one. I did love the build to this. I thought the build up to this was perfect. And um, I had some words of Austin Theory before this match took place. So let's hear, let's hear what Austin Theory had to say. 
It's a video. Oh. This is an interview, selfie mode, with yeah. the selfie king, Austin Fury. WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Baby. This is your first ever WrestleMania. How are you feeling going into it? Your opponent is actually quite a controversial one, Pat McAfee. Ew. Um, would, you really, would you expect that to be your first WrestleMania appearance? No. Oh, I know, right? Do you know how just, just sad I am about it being Pat McAfee? I like, know. come on. Like, I know. I've, I've, I've been in the ring with AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and Brock Lesnar. And you've gone toe-to-toe, -to -toe, like you've, you know, nearly bested them, you know, you've right? gave them a run for their money, and they're giving you Pat McAfee? Patrick. Pat. A guy named Patrick. <laughs> What's going on here? So, Austin, you know, I heard a lot about you. You made loads of noise on Evolve. You know, you were you know, one of the youngest champions in Evolve. Um, you know, you're actually one of the reasons why I know about that company, to be honest. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I've, absolutely. You know, I became a fan after your work. Uh, your in-ring skills at such a young age, so advanced. How, you know, did you think one day, at the age that you are now, being at WrestleMania at 38, did you think this day will come as soon as it has, as quick as it has? So for me, since a very young age, at the age of eight, is the first time I seen uh, sports entertainment, right. and I was hooked. Right. Uh, when I hit 12 years old, I was like, I got to figure out what to do. I got to figure out how to get myself ready uh, to be in the WWE one right. day. So I started working out at 12 years old. Right. Um, so if you look at that from here to back then, that's 12 years. Um, I just always had the passion for it and always had the drive for it. And I think coming from a super confident place I always knew this would happen but when when you break it down to the details like being on the raw team at Survivor Series and, and winning and then main event in MSG with Brock Lesnar all these things you don't think about those specifically no. and just to see them happen I want to say yeah like I knew this would happen for me but I didn't exactly know right. so it's, of course, it, of course. it comes from a really good place but also at the same time I'm very grateful for every opportunity that I have so at eight years old what was who was the influences who made you want to get into the business so the top one is definitely Definitely uh, John Cena. Always been John Cena. Um, but uh, I was a smaller kid, so uh, I looked at more high flying moves when I was a kid on the trampoline. I was, you know, Jeff Hardy and right. a lot. Uh, and, you, and you got to, on your debut on Raw, you got to take out Jeff Hardy. Yeah, wow, what a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, that was awesome. And then, uh, you know, got to work with Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Uh, plan on doing that again. Um, and then, you know, Finn Balor, AJ Styles. It's just crazy list. That's crazy. It's insane. Yeah, man. And, and, and so you said John Cena is one of your influences. Is that a dream match for you? Absolutely. You That's yeah. my top. It doesn't get any bigger than that for me. Right now, you're in a really good position. You know, Vince McMahon is looking at you. You're like probably Vince McMahon's number one guy at the moment. You had a great show in at the Elimination Chamber of Brock Lesnar. You know, um, how, did you expect Vince himself to be really involved with the, the evolution of Austin Perry? You know what? I, I didn't expect it to be so uh, seen. Yeah. Uh, as the cameras see a lot, uh, yeah. the backstages we do. and uh, But I'm very grateful for that. Um, but just how it came about and just happened, it's like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, we're doing what today? Yeah, I was like, wow, this is incredible. Um, so super privileged and honored for that, man. It's amazing. And, and who came up with the gimmick with the, with the selfies and the phone? Was that something that you do quite frankly? So quite, quite I, I think it's, I always think it's one of these things. I think you're always approached like, hey, here's an idea for you. And it's your job 
to make it the best you can. Right, because right. at the end of the day, we're performers, we're entertainers. You should be able to entertain me with something that I give you. And that was just always my mindset is whatever I'm given, I want to make the best out of it. Same thing with back when I was in the way. Yeah. You know, I wanted to make the best out of this character. But what's the way, besides being a bodyguard behind Johnny Gargano, what's a way that I can make myself important exactly. matter? I love you know? that faction, by the way. The way yeah. was crazy. That it was, was crazy. great. Yeah, yeah. That was a great faction, man. But it's just, you know, it, it's just completely investing yourself into that and it's the thing with the selfies you know I can sit there and be like oh like you know I think this has been done before or like people don't really like this but it's it's how you come about it and I'm like what's cooler than a guy beating people up and taking pictures of them you know <laughs> like I have my friends that don't even watch WWE and they're like dude what a job like, you just yeah. beat people up and take pictures absolutely brother. you know so it's pretty awesome. Austin, I'm going to wish you all the best. I feel like you and Pat are actually going to steal the show this weekend, actually. Yeah, I'm going to steal the show, and Pat's... He's, <laughs> he's just going to be he's, there. He's just going to be there. And, and take an ass with it. Yeah, he's just going to get his ass kicked. Thank you for your time. Good luck. All the best. Thank you for your time. All right, let's get into this match. Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Uh, I'm going to go to Tay. Tay, what do you think of this match? You know what? I mean... I liked the match. I didn't love it, but I liked it. Like it was, it was fun. It, it kind of just was what it was. Um, I think it helped Austin Theory a bit, um, just because of the angle it's with and with Vince McMahon sitting there. His toupee was just confusing the hell out of me. But I don't know the, <laughs> the match itself. It was okay, and it was good. For, it, it, to be honest, it did more for, for Pat than I feel like it did for Austin Theory. But it got Austin Theory on the map. Max? Exactly that. Um, this whole match into what it then turned into with Vince and Pat, it's, this is sports entertainment, isn't it? Like, we've seen this kind of mental stuff with Vince getting involved since, like, 97, 98, that kind of, you know, them years. Um, Austin Theory is obviously Vince's little project right now. He is the, the golden boy. So it was good for him to get an opportunity. And he is very talented. Um, it's just, it was what it was. Pat McAfee put on a, a great performance again. Um, you know, we saw his, his, his wrestling chops, if you like, back in NXT when he had that match. I was going to ask you about that match because obviously we both saw that match against, I mean, probably Tate's probably seen it as well, against Adam Cole mm. at NXT. Do you wish that match didn't take place? Because I felt like for me, Watching it live, all right, because I love the entrance, by the way. Big up Pat McAfee's entrance, mm. incredible with the cheerleaders and the dun. Is that the killer scene? Dun, dun, I think dun, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big tune. And it's so clever because you get the whole crowd singing along and now that's become synonymous with Pat McAfee now. Mm. That's going to be his thing now. But I felt like because I saw the match with Adam Cole, I knew certain spots was going to happen. You knew what, yeah, yeah. I knew yeah. he was going to do the, 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 the moonsault into a suplex afterwards. And I wish, I felt like my brother, uh, shout out to Christian Mendelin, he, ha he hasn't never seen him wrestle before. So he really enjoyed that match. Mm. He was really impressed because he didn't know what that match you can do. And I kind of wish I was watching that match. I wish the whole world saw that match not knowing what he can do. Yeah, yeah. What I think, um, well, you know, it's 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 diehards quote unquote that watch NXT, isn't it? So probably a lot of the the, the audience are seeing him for the first time do all this stuff. Um it's it's still impressive from from a, a non-wrestler sort of thing. But um yeah, it, you, you can tell it was very um it's almost like textbook. You read you read the paragraph, okay, and now I need to do this move, you need to do this move, and I'm trying to almost remember spots. 
um, Logan Paul was probably a bit more of the surprise package for us because we haven't seen him in this, in, you know, do what he's doing. Although he has an athletic background, he's done the boxing thing as well. He was the one that, and I was listening to his podcast the other day just to see if he talks about WrestleMania. And he was saying he was literally, he didn't practice nothing. He was literally, this is what he said anyway. I didn't practice nothing. I literally got up there. I done a frog splash. I done the Eddie shimmy is what he called it. And then I done a frog splash. I done a suplex. And then he said the second suplex, he thought he concussed himself when he done the three amigos. Um, yeah, he just said, I just literally just done stuff that I'd seen on TV before. Um, obviously, I mean, that might be true in a sense of he probably didn't practice it. Mm. But obviously, he was told what to do. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, he was playing, obviously. To the, the, the get the heat on the Eddie stuff, that's like... There's no way you're dropping a free Amigos on my man, Ray. And he's going yeah. to do that out of the cuff. Like, if I had been discussed... They would have said, do, do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe, yeah, I do agree. Maybe the, the, the fact that he just did the blockbuster on the top rope, that probably was just something he was doing. was like, oh, yeah, can I be a blockbuster? Yeah, sure, all right, cool. I'm just gonna, he hasn't practiced. No, I'll be fine. I'm good. I can see him being like that. Yeah, I'm yeah. good. I could do it. And, mm. But yeah, he was uh, Logan Paul. He was amazing. And big up to Pat McAfee as well. You know, he's a celebrity in his own right. You know, he's an NFL star. So he's really, I mean, I know he's been training and wrestling much longer, mm. but he really is a celebrity wrestler. You know what I mean? So he did great. So Pat McAfee gets the win against Austin Ferry. And then we had this segment, which took longer than it should have, in my opinion. Way longer. Um, when he was Austin, I mean, sorry, McMahon comes out to challenge Pat McAfee. For some reason, McMahon's able to beat him up. Why? You know? Why? Why did he win, please? <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. Like, like he did get the help from Austin Ferry, but the the, the point is, Vince was in control anyway, which is like this is ridiculous now. So Vince giving him the powerful clotheslines to kick the NFL ball at him and gets the one, two, three, celebrating with. Um, Austin Theory in the ring, and then the music goes off. Stone Cold Steve Austin comes back. And you know what, what I loved about this? I don't know why. I felt like more family... I, I, not to say that there wasn't a lot of family in night one. There was. But I feel like... I think night two, there was more people. I, people say I'm wrong for saying that. I feel like from what I saw being there, it felt to me more people was at night two. They, they announced that more people was there. From I know they, okay. they fudge their numbers sometimes, yeah. but they, they from what they, yeah, they, but I, they said that 77,000 people were in night one and they said 80,000 people were in night two. That's what I think that makes, that makes sense because people were saying it because I said it and people were saying back to me, no way that um, night two sold more. I mean, when people knew that Stone Cold was in night one, I was like, well, you have to think about it. Stone Cold's been out in the game for 19 years. W's got a new fan base now, and the ones that would probably would love to see Stone Cold in their heyday probably can't afford it, or probably are, are too busy or not watching wrestling anymore. Do you get yeah. what I'm trying to say? Or just, just not into it as like they used to be. You get what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. So you still get people drawn to see Austin, but Roman Reigns is the big draw now. You get what I'm trying to say? So I felt like to me there was a lot of kids and couples, and you know, there because of Roman Reigns. Does that make any sense, right? Mm -hmm. So there was one. There was one thing I noticed. There was a. There was a, a, a black family, and the row in front of me. Yeah, and you just noticed. It was so sweet to see, but you just noticed how, when the kids got up, it was for their favorite wrestlers. Yeah, get up. <laughs> and then when the parents get up, it was for the people they grew up watching. And obviously, so when Stone Cold came out, 
The mom and dad went crazy, yeah. They jumped up. They were like, they were seeing Vincent busting together again in the ring. They were like, trance. And I listened, I was looking at their kids, and their kids were like sitting down. Who's this guy? They're just confused. They were so why is McMahon wrestling? Like, who is like, Yeah, they were like. Right. Mom, what's Austin 316? Right. They were like, it was like, they see everybody jump up this seat at the, the, the probably the biggest pop of the night. And they're like, who is this guy? And this guy stunnering the good guys and the bad guy, the bad guys. And, they were just so confused. And, and then the parents were like, yeah, that's our, that's our boy. That's our boy. And it was so nice to see. And anyway, um, why did I bring that up? I don't even know why I brought that up. But it was just good to see. I guess it's good to see the culture shift in, in wrestling today. Um, so Austin stuns McMahon in the worst stunner you've ever seen in your life. Worst than one he beats Vince McMahon broke the record because before it was Linda McMahon for a very long time. So Linda McMahon had the worst record. Vince broke it. Vince does love his wife. He does. <laughs> he loves his wife because he took the one for him. Yeah, like for her. No, I'm joking. But he took a really bad stunner. Stuns Vince. Stuns Austin Ferry. Austin Ferry sold it like sold it like a, a gun. Then he stuns Pat McAfee after drinking beer with him. And then calls, you know, I don't know if you this, did, this, did this show this on the network. You know, Austin called his brother to the ring. Yeah. 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 It was there. Called, his, called his brother to the ring, gave him a hug, celebrate. And then he called Brian Saxton, stuns Brian Saxton. But that, um, wait, hold on. Am I mixing two things at once? Byron Saxton was on night one, I believe. That was night one. Yeah. What yeah. am I doing? Sorry. I'm mixing two things. Sorry. That was night one. So night two, he just stuns Fairy and Austin and, and, and Vince and Pat McAfee. That's what it is. Yeah. And there was a scene where Pat McAfee's drinking the beer. <laughs> yeah, 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 on the floor. That was hilarious. But it was a good save. I just felt it ran, it ran a bit too long. Mm-hmm. I felt. I felt it ran a bit too long. Apparently, in the Austin KO segment, Austin showed up at the at the, at the minute of 3.16. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Three hours and 16 minutes. That's when he. That's when the segment started. Or well, when that's he came amazing. in, yeah. That's amazing. So that was that. And let's talk about... The main event, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the unification of the WWE and Universal Championship match. Max, let's go with you first. How excited were you about this match going into it? Did it deliver? And are you happy with the result? I was super excited going into it. This is a massive match. Roman is on the run of his life. Brock Lesnar on probably one of the runs of his life following, you know, some of the stuff he'd done in 2003. This is one of the best times we've seen Brock. So engaged, so involved. So yeah, I was into it. Champion versus champion. They said it was a unification match. I've never really believed they were unifying the titles. I think that was just a a marketing gimmick to make everyone be invested in this match. We're still yet to see, is this going to become one title? Is is Roman going to defend them as two separate titles? Whatever the case is. Um, did the match deliver? Um, I'm not too sure. I need to see it again. What I have noticed is that ever since they first met WrestleMania 31, their matches have sort of got progressively worse. Yeah. Um, not to say this one wasn't... Wasn't a bad match. Wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a bad match. It, it just, you know, they haven't hit that height again, basically. WrestleMania um, 31 match, they, they went in. And out yeah, it was, it was a proper. So, yeah, I, I'm not too sure on the match. I need to see it again. Apparently, Roman got injured during the match, so it had to be cut short anyway. Um, that's what's been said. And the right person won. 
100% the right person won. It's just now he has put the rest of this roster into a spliff. Smoke the spliff, and I don't know who's next. Like, Lashley, maybe, because Lashley never lost his WWE title. He couldn't compete because he got an injury in the elimination chamber. It's just they need to really start building up the next guy because right now Roman Reigns is going to go on a Brock Lesnar kind of streak and not even need to show up to TV and stuff. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, Kay, uh, did you were you confident Reigns is going to take this one? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> of course, he was. We'll say I, I had well, no, zero I doubt. I agree with the of course, he was, but there's a lot of people. I'm not saying you guys because I know yeah. you guys think like me, so that's. Not, that's not 100%. But for some reason, there's a lot of people that generally thought Lesnar was going to win. I was like, what? That would make, it wouldn't make any sense. Exactly. 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 You would give him the title, and then what was that build for Roman Reigns for? For the next person. Do you see what I mean? 100%. So you've built Roman Reigns to be this all encompassing, I am WWE. Mm. And then who is he going to give the rub to? Brock. He doesn't yeah. need it. No, he, needs to be, <laughs> exactly. he needs to be the rub too. Um, do you guys think they have a clue on who's going to be the guy? I don't think they do. I feel like Roman Reigns is um, on Raw. His um, promo was a bit telling. It was like, yeah, we're, go we're going to tell you on SmackDown. Bro, you lot have no clue. You lot don't know. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. They don't know what they're doing right now. The, the answer is, is Drew. I, I, like I said at the beginning, I think it's still Drew. However, the golf, especially now where Drew's just been messing around with his sword and Mad Cat Moss and these man here, the gulf, the gap they need to close between these two guys to make them to make us think that Drew is on par with Roman Reigns is massive. They've but let they Drew do, slip they, too much. But they could do that for SummerSlam, though. And who wins? Oh, but you know what, Max. You know what Max said. Max always said that Drew might be the one to beat him in Cardiff. You know, because you know they're doing that Cardiff show in. Uh... That's where it's got to be. It's England, That's isn't it? Like it's show, close to it? home. They need Rex to is, this guy I, I think Rex is right. I didn't believe I, when you said it. I was like, nah, not Drew. But now that but, I think about it, it has but to be even Drew. still, it's, it has to be Drew one. But two, even still, the gulf between Roman and Drew right now is massive, bro. Drew has to beat Lesnar, Lashley, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, all of the top guys. Bring back Goldberg, Cena, like everyone. What about Cody? That, what about Cody? I don't want it's Cody. Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. I don't. I don't think Cody will be the one to take down um, Roman Reigns. It'll be after. No, but after. it could be a year. It could be a year build. What about WrestleMania Hollywood? If they, if they don't get the Rock, if they don't get the Rock, say the Rock doesn't do Hollywood, it could be Cody. So following Cody's promo on um, Monday, obviously we saw the whole thing about Dusty carrying the championship that he never won. He won the match. He didn't win the championship because it was all count out in Madison Square Garden, right? Uh, someone has said, I saw this online. I can't remember who said it. A week before SummerSlam this year, at a house show, they've got a Madison Square Garden. And what they need to do is Roman versus Cody and Cody beats Roman via count out. And yeah. at least that is That's the clever. seed that, you know, gets That's things going. But... Cody can't beat Roman first time. I don't think again, yeah. like, you know, that if Cody beats Roman first time, we're all going to think that's just been written into his contract. Like, I have to beat Roman. Like, it's not going to feel... I don't think Cody would do that. I don't think Cody would. Yeah, and Cody knows better, so, yeah. That one has to be a long, a long game. 
that has to be yeah, like, it does. You're right, it does. And and also rock and rock and Roman doesn't need a title, does it? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think you know Cody's I mean? going to so, beat so Drew Roman. Could be, Drew could beat Roman before Rock faces if Rock and Roman face each other next week next year in Hollywood. Yeah. They need I to get the rock for this to really like for this legacy to be cemented, like it's, it's cemented anyway. Like Reigns is he's great. But what I'm saying is for this to be really like on another high echelon build, he needs to beat the rock. It has to happen. Like, even well, though the, even the way they were talking on Raw about all the box office attractions. That, that was, was brilliant. Like, that, that was brilliant. brilliant. That was all, oh my that was god. All right. shots for the rock, innit? it? That was all sent for the rock, right? And I was looking around, I thought maybe I should start a rocky chart. But I didn't. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't. I was like, this is blatantly, they're talking like the reference in the rock. Like, they're gonna, the whole like, crowd was going Roman Reigns. Like, no one's a bigger smash than the rock. So I was thinking, why is nobody saying Rocky at the moment? But people were thinking it, people were feeling it, because no one said it. That that was world class because we know all of Roman's accolades. This guy was literally born and bred in front of all of our eyes. We know his accolades. So when he said, I'm gonna, you know, talk, talk to them about me and gave the mic to Paul Heyman, I was thinking. Oh, we're gonna get like some same shtick we've been hearing when man started talking facts and figures and mathematics and numbers and and receipts. I said, "This is cold." Yeah, like, and is like, obviously, some of them he spun it in a way where it's like he said, "Like, oh, like the biggest selling Survivor Series." Who was in the main event? Obviously, there's a whole card before Roman yeah. Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> but it's brilliant. There, Paul Heyman's a G. Like, it's brilliant. Yeah, like, absolutely. They're 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 on their that trajectory now. They're on that level. Yeah. And this is the problem. As as they keep going, the next best man who we're saying is Drew is here, and he ain't moving. He's and they're moving. still going. The golf is massive. It's yeah. massive. What would they do? If Cody didn't sign. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's mad. Cody come out a good time, boy. They come needed out. him, bro. They, they, they definitely him. needed Cody. So it's interesting to see. But they need, like you guys said, they need to figure out. I think right now it's like as we speak, they're planning. Okay, what's what we have to do? Because they don't know what they're doing. But they're doing some crisis meetings. Like we have fucked up the layers below. Like we need to bring them up. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Raw? Or should I save that for another episode? Let's save it. Yeah. To, to be honest, that was not a raw after mania, bro. No, that was just that was a raw on a regular day in the middle of July. That well, that, I mean, I don't know what you guys are doing this weekend, but what I think we can do is talk about raw and SmackDown, and then we can put in some more interviews in there. And That's cool. We have, and we just put that out on the weekend. But I want to thank you both for joining me. Um, is there anything Wait, else? I feel like two out of five. Oh, okay. Let's rank night one out of five, and then night two out of five. So, tell you do night one first. Right, my night one, 4.75. Almost perfect. Almost. I agree four with Tay. Four and a half, I'm giving it. I agree with Tay. I agree with both of you. Four and a half, 4.75. I, I agree with those, those numbers there. Night two out of five. Three? <laughs> I think I'm even being generous with a three. You know? I say three too. It wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad show. It just it compared to night one. It just was, it was, yeah. I, I would say three and a half. Okay. Yeah, but it, it was a struggle compared to night one. Well, big up to Roman Reigns because when he won that match, when he gave Brock Lesnar the spare one, two, three, the place went. That's nuts. my guy. It went crazy. And it, it, it just felt like validation for him as well. You could see how emotional he was when he was holding the titles. And obviously, you saw he posted some pictures on Twitter. He, when does Roman Reigns ever go to Twitter? Never, not much. He posted some photos on Twitter of himself, or was it Instagram? I think it was both. And it was like of him holding the title backstage and he had like these nice captions. 
you can just tell, like, from 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 now to when he was getting booed at the building a couple of years Trust. ago, and it just it means a lot to him. It means you, you know what I loved because obviously he's had this injury in the match or whatever it is with his shoulder. When he lifted the titles, he was screaming. He was like, ah! yeah. Yeah. I, I loved it. Yeah. I thought it added so he much. It, he lifted it in the ring, and that's when he was in pain. Yeah. And then he obviously the adrenaline was kicked in, so he could lift it again when he was in the ramp. Mm. But, but he looked like when he was on Raw, he looked okay though. Yeah, he, it, he probably he just, I think he just popped it out because when he, he was he popped he was it screaming. back in. Yeah, because you can in. see it was down a bit, and that's when they immediately it was after yeah. that did the spear done finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was just like on the ropes, like oh. Put it back in. <laughs> I think he should stay away from wrestling for a few weeks. Just yeah, cut promos. He doesn't need to. You don't need to. Yeah. There's no one waiting for him. But I guess it's a good thing that we don't know what's going to happen as well. I guess. I guess. Not a good thing that we think that they don't know what they're doing, but it's, it's probably a good thing that we can't tell where they're going. I kind of like that. I feel like wrestling has become so predictable recently. Like, well, we've, we've not recently for years. So it's like the fact that it might be, they might spin it. It might be somebody else that we don't know. I think the best thing they can do for Roman is bring up Gunter. And obviously where Roman is hurting right now, Gunter can just like acknowledge him. Even if Roman's doing his promo on SmackDown, you just pan to backstage and, and Gunter's watching him. Like almost like a hawk, just watching him, watching him, watching him. And because his whole gimmick is, you know, respecting wrestling, respecting the mat, he can say, I'm, I'm coming after your title, but I want you when you're at your best. Yeah. I don't want you now sort of thing. So someone new like that, and someone that's believable, I think, could could do Roman the, the world of wonders right now. Okay, well, we are going to sign off. Look out for more episodes of the Kick Out. Do you guys want to plug anything before we leave? Follow Kick Out Instagram and follow the YouTube. Instagram, follow our YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. Kick Out the Kick Out Podcast, and uh, we'll be back with some more episodes very soon. Thank you, Tay. Thank you, Max. And we'll talk soon.